back to the What's Good Bro podcast, man. What's up, what's up? We got the full crew here. Back at it again. Uh, Sunny, Sunny D. What's good, people? We got Happy New Year. Dre in the building. Happy New Year, y'all. All right. Tweezy. Dry shit, yo. Where's the energy? I'm glad to be back. <laughs> like shit. Yo, it is New Year. Nothing. Like, just, damn. No can't be bringing in 2020 like that, yo. <laughs> Angry already. Where's the? It's five like, days into the year. Hey, yo. You upset? <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll get into it, yo. <laughs> Let's get some check-ins, man. Uh, what's been good with your brothers, man? Sunny D. Um, basically just bringing in the new year. Uh, a little bit rough. Uh, it was fun. But then it got a little rough, but... Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got the story. Yeah, I, I do have a story, but um, I'm... Uh, basically, we went out D.C. I went out D.C. with my girl, and we went to a New Year's Eve party at the Hard Rock ca- Cafe downtown D.C. So you're no longer single? Hmm? I, I'm, I'm not single. I've been said I had a girl. All right? <laughs> <Such> <laughs> <asshole>. <laughs> now, based on the incident, I will not name her. <laughs> so we... <laughs> So we went into the uh, so we went to the party. It's, it's after after midnight. We're having a great night. Then um, some some drunk girl walks up on me and grabs my ass. Oh, did she squeeze it two times? Cause that means she <laughs> like you. I wasn't I wasn't paying attention. So then my girl my girl looks down. She looks at me. She looks at her. She looks at me again. Like I'm gonna fuck that bitch up. <laughs> I'm like no bloodbath. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it bloodbath. So I had to hold her back. Like, no, I'm going to fuck her up. And then the girl was just like all, like she didn't know where the fuck she was. So she just walks away, doesn't know that she's about to like get fucked up. Damn. And so she just walks around like, <laughs> like I'm out of here a, now. You said it was a white girl? This is a black girl. Oh, black girl? Oh, oh man. That was going to be terrible. Yeah, that, w- that would have been. I wasn't trying to get kicked out of the... Uh, the establishment right that wouldn't have been a good way to bring in 2020 so i was just like calm down you know just stay over here don't you know trying to calm her down and shit which made her more hype of course so i just had to like hold i had to grab her for about five minutes and she calmed down hey man going to 2020 at least you know you got you got your rider right (laughs) she did not like i knew she like yo black women will uh will give you that look like i'm about to fuck her (laughs) up so, get it I get it. so yeah, that's how we had it started. Other than that, it was a great night. Other than that, it still sounds beautiful. Yo. Yeah, it was a good that's, night, yo. Hey, that's black love at its finest. Black Absolutely. Finest. <laughs> Drinking, <laughs> arguing, and right, fucking. Hey man, she wasn't fighting me, so <laughs> right. That's, that's, that's the ultimate win, right there. Today, yeah, man, what's been good with you, Dre? Man, you know how the new year been treating you so far. You know, I'm always chilling. Talk to him, smart bucket. What's up? <laughs> oh, whoa. <laughs> I said, nah, 2020. Nah, we chilling. Uh, I ain't really do much on New Year's. Uh, mm-hmm. But after New Year's, I, psh, damn, I feel like I've been out almost every day since then. Word. Look at him, smiling. Nah. <laughs> Yo. Anyway. <laughs> nah, yeah, I was just chilling. You just chilling? Straight to chilling? He said he's smiling like he got some cutty last night. <laughs> you got some cutty last night. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, was I bet you was after as he was done. As he's <laughs> drink his drink. He was relaxed. <laughs> had, had a relaxing. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was good with your tweezy. No, nothing, man. Just chilling, you know, working. We know those are real tears. It's okay. Those not real tears. <laughs> I drunk my tears before I got here. Drunk um. Tears. 
<laughs> I drunk I was my parched. Um, but yeah, you know, just chilling. You know, making sure the family's good. Working two jobs. Eh, you know, same shit, two different jobs, day. Four rings, two chains. Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Grills on the way. No, mm-hmm. let's not do that. Uh, actually, I might fuck with the grill movement. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My son will be one this month, so that's cool. I okay. hope that. Yeah, that is right. approaching. But he looked like he four. So I hope that. Go quick, yo. That shit hey. costs a lot of money. You don't understand? Hey, I believe that. Goddamn. Not even one by fucking Tyler Clue. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> it's just it's expensive. You know how much yeah. Tyler Nike is? It's expensive. It's like regular Nike? No, yeah, well, yeah. Close, close maybe, enough. Maybe three dollars less. <laughs> three dollars. Why I'm not having kids? I'll, I'll, right. I'll, I'll leave that to y'all. Yeah. yeah hey man, but but uh, okay. happy uh, yeah, the, the happy dog birthday, to little man. Word. Thank you. <laughs> nah, man. Everything been good with me though. Though I can't complain. Uh, I've been uh, detoxing from social media, so. Uh, I'll get I back on that soon. That. Okay. Yeah. Clap a hand for yourself. So that's been real refreshing. So now I'm about to get back into the game 2020. That's a real thing, though. Like, it's if, you, if you're if you at a job in which you can be on the phone, it's really hard to not, like, subconsciously pick up yeah, the phone. Yeah, just touch I know, it. man. And especially with all these uh, apps and stuff. We go Instagram, Twitter. It's like the first thing you go to. Right, exactly. It's like you get instant entertainment, like entertainment that we used to get from, like, maybe, like, radio and TV. We just get it from our phone now. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Sure. I was dude, definitely though. watching TV at work today. Oop. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> Yo, if anybody has a job opening, uh, three to four. Well, years. I'm always looking. <laughs> he said, I'm always. Shit, I go on interviews for the sport. <laughs> Chill. Uh, nah, man. So, uh. I'm glad to be back here with y'all, yo. Get this back started and going, yes, man. Of course. Yes, sir. Uh, we, we've been doing a lot of planning, uh, a lot of adjustments and all that good stuff uh, just to get this show tight and right. And uh, we think we got something real good here, yo. So we're going to get this popping, man. I'm excited. Yep, yep. Word. <laughs> That's what you say when you ain't got nothing else to really <laughs> say, yo. You just say word. <laughs> all right, so uh, we're moving on to what we're, what we're moving on to first. Um, I think it's uh, some local stuff. So, uh, oh yeah, we we got to stick home to Baltimore first, man. Yeah, first, uh, let's go ahead and just start with the Ravens first. You yeah, know, definitely. Clap a hand for them. Definitely. Oh yeah, they doing their thing. The Ravens is holding it down. Yes, they got big trust in uh, Action big Jackson. Trust. <laughs> yeah. Big trust, Action Jackson, and Hollywood. But you know, this I think this uh, the best season we've ever had in the franchise. Like, oh the yeah, first time we ever had a first round bye for the yeah. playoffs. So. There, there are a lot of firsts, man. I think this is the first time we had an MVP quarterback, mm, like yeah. in, a, in franchise mm-hmm. history. And yeah, like you said, like uh, first round, we have a first round bye for the first time in the uh, franchise's history. Uh, yeah, it's, I think we only, I think we only lost to one team that we didn't also beat. So we only lost yeah. to two teams. One was the Browns. We won one, lost one. And we lost to Kansas City. We didn't play them a second time. Right. So that's probably couldn't beat them. Yeah. But. Yo, I was at that game though the week oh, before. Yeah, game. it was it was cold as shit. Yeah. But I was definitely there. Wasn't it raining too? Yeah, I didn't really yeah. pay much attention because I was like hella drunk. Yeah, but um, I was like, nigga, just watch the game. it was dope though. Like, I did get a good job. I'm very, I was very impressed. That, yeah, that, man. That made me feel good about the team as a whole. I'm yeah. like, our reserves can hold it down. I'm definitely excited. Our reserves to see can RG3 do that. Three out so. here winning. 
Mm-hmm. Just coming from the Redskins, yo. Yeah, I, I know. Don't don't bring up those times. It's yo. okay. When he left, I, I did. I like I like how this season went for him specifically mm-hmm. because we won games so bet so like by such a big margin that he, he actually, actually got, got to play, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, um, and show that hey, I can still be a quarterback in this league. So, yep. you know, hopefully, you know that for his sake, for you know, I would love to have him as a backup quarterback. I think he's a great option. Nah, he can't stay though. Huh? So he can't stay. I up. understand, but you know he's outstanding <laughs> backup. Let him nah, stay though. Like nah, this, I mean, he's, like, he's putting it out there. Like, he's yo, like, I might yeah, be second string, him, but yeah. I still got dreams. Yeah, that's for, what he's saying. For the city, it's mm-hmm. dope, but for him, I mean, he might want to be a starter somewhere. I mean, he might be. That's the thing. Like, we're probably gonna lose coaches and a lot. Yeah, because we yeah. Yep, hundred percent. You know, and that's where I give like the. Uh, the uh, Patriots organization. I don't like the team, but they know how to keep their coaches. They know how to keep the, a system, like whereas they have their essential pieces and make them want to stay. Yeah. Like there was, uh, I think they had one. Um, I'm not sure if it's an offensive or defensive coordinator. He refused head coaching jobs for like multiple years straight oh, because yeah. they were just winning. He actually yeah. accepted one and then turned it down. Yeah, to go back to be the offensive coordinator. Right, loyalty. <laughs> like just, just Word. like we just need three, at least three years of that. Like yeah. just stay. I know we're doing great, but just, just stay. Get us some more chips. Aren't they out? Who the Patriots? Yeah, they are out. <laughs> yeah, that Tom Brady era is over now. Yeah, that's, that's a whole nother. Yeah, that's a whole nother topic. Yeah. Um, but this is also going to be one of the few times we have a black quarterback as the MVP of the league, and he's not like the typical black quarterback. Well, he's not a typical quarterback. Period, where he's like mm-hmm. really um, well spoken and kind of like white. He's kind of cleaned up. Mm. He's like screets. Yeah, he's just him. Projects, bro. <laughs> and repping Kodak, <laughs> right? And hard Kodak repping each other all the time, walking is side he, by side with uh, Hollywood yeah, with the was, chains. Him and uh, Hollywood, yeah, they both Florida. Florida boys. Yeah, bro. you know what Charlemagne say about Florida? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's craziest goddamn state. We, we hey, should uh, go back. Huh? We gotta go back. That's another topic for Duh, another day. I know. It's not gonna be on this goddamn podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we, can't, we can't talk God about damn. that. Uh, God damn. We gotta let that. Yeah. But we say all that to say, shout out to the Ravens. You know, yeah, the the, the keep positive, it pushing the positive hope in the city, absolutely, um, and they're actual representative of the city. I think we've yeah. always had we've always had like the defense that represented like the city really well, but yeah. our whole team represents like that grittiness that we bring. right. That's real. Like you could, yeah, you could see the whole team amongst the people in Baltimore and being embraced and relatable. Whereas with our past offensive players like Joe Flacco, <laughs> I was waiting for say uh, <laughs> Joe Flacco, Trent Dilfer, could they really, could they really be amongst the people like in, in, in Baltimore and be embraced by the Kyle city? Bowler. Kyle, Kyle Bowler, <laughs> does he count? <laughs> he might get booed out the city. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about Kyle Bowler. Horrible. Anybody, uh, anybody remember Elvis Gerber back when we oh had him? God. Yo, he was trash. Mm-hmm. That, my dad used to throw like food at the TV. That, that was back when we were a fan of another team. Yeah, I was about to say, I, was, I, was, I wasn't around for this one, guys. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Redskins were still struggling though. So. <laughs> you can leave now. <laughs> yeah, hey, dog. Uh, some more serious Baltimore. Yeah, shit. to, to uh, flip it on the other note, <laughs> on the other side of Baltimore. Um, let's get some updates on. It's a few things that's really going on, um, but the surveillance um, in the sky that they' about to be uh, launching. They gonna find you. Uh, <laughs> twenty twenty, I think it was like around May, so yeah, spring twenty twenty. Sure. Uh, they're gonna be. How can you say it? So they pretty much gonna put. I think it's gonna be uh, three 
planes. Uh, I don't think they're all going to be in surveillance at, up in the air at the same time, but they're going to be like 8,000 feet in the air surveying the city. Um, it's not supposed to be for real-time surveillance. It's supposed to be like if something happened, they can go back and look at the camera. Mm-hmm. That's what they but, say. Um, the lies. I just feel like it's really strange. This is no city in the United States. Yeah, this will be the, the first city. Um, I just think it's really weird for them to do it in this city. Like, But do you know... what? I, you, uh, I'm sorry. You know where they got like that idea from, though? Um, probably the government, like no the military. They actually stole the idea from like what country is that? Like Asia, China, something. Asia like that? is not a country. I meant China. I'm sorry, China. We don't even. First of all, but no, but no, because any doing, idea from China is a bad it, the reason, idea. The reason I say that is because they're doing it now. That, but you know that a, people in China have like no freedom. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> like, that sucks. We don't really have freedom either. But that thing is here. We got. If you don't think we have that. freedom, go to China. They they glorify us there. No, they it's don't. Because we're colored what? folk. What? Because we're colored folk. No, no I'm just joking. No, no. <laughs> they don't glorify us. I just wanted a reaction from you. I people apologize. around the world hate Americans no matter where they like. <laughs> Chill. It, it depends. It depends how you approach it. It depends America. if you're. Orange. I, I feel like if if and you're not if that. you're black and you go to those countries, you're a spectacle. It's like yeah. oh, like because nine times out of ten, if you take you know if you take Dre, he's tall as hell over there. Yeah, he's. Yeah, when I was in South Korea, everybody thought I was a basketball player, and at some and at some point, you just got to roll with it. You'd be like Shaquille O'Neal, Shaquille O'Neal, little kid jumping up beside you, like, yo, can I get your autograph? And I look like regular Shaquille to them. Like, what you gonna do? Honestly, it's like that here too, because my uncle is probably about six four, six five, bald head, chocolate. I went, when we was kids, like people used to think he was Michael Jordan all the time. Like he don't really look like him, but <laughs> white people, all black people look alike. Right. Like he has the features. But <laughs> he like, used to have bro. the hoop earring. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But I was like, he wanted. A, he went. For, <laughs> he went for that look, <laughs> yo. That's he went for it on purpose. Look. He had on Jays too. Nah, he wasn't really a Jordan type of person. He did play a little bit of basketball, but he probably had on a Jordan suit. <laughs> Like yeah, yeah. But you, could, but you would be if you look at him, you'd be like, "This nigga does nothing like Michael Jordan. He just bald headed and black and tall." Hey, yo. <laughs> nah, get get back on the topic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the surveillance shit. Like for them to get this idea from China speaks that this is a bad day in itself. Like right. who the right. hell? The only thing that we want from China is t-shirts and, and cheap labor and um, watches, animation. Isn't that from like Japan? Nope. A little bit of both from Japan. No, it's not. The producer who is as much of a nerd as you are says from Japan. He's a <laughs> Actually, if not more, he's more of a nerd than I am. If not more, <laughs> I try to give you some credit. Nah, but you didn't want it. I right. didn't want that credit. I'm not a nerd. <laughs> Take your nerd credit. I'm not a nerd. Yes, I am. Anyway, um, what else do we got to talk about? Um, nah, I, I did just, do some research. I'm like, this is a little weird for them to do this. It really is weird. Um, it's, it's, especially but, because looking into it, we are about, the city of Boston already has 700 street level cameras. Mm-hmm. And wow. 8% of this don't even work. So yeah. what <laughs> sense does it make for us to implement another system of surveillance that when we can't even get the rule. what we already have correct? Right. And I don't think surveillance is the issue. I just... The, I, I think instead of them spending money on policing and surveillance, they need to actually build the schools up. Yeah, mm. job training. If these kids had something to do, mm-hmm. they wouldn't be out 
Right. Church. And it would be nothing. Oh, they would at least have like the inspiration to like do school work. Because I'm not gonna say that they don't have alternatives. Those alternatives aren't really funded. Mm -hmm. So all these back to school programs that that do exist. It's limited. They they at capacity. So it's definitely weird how the city definitely puts. They invest more money into prisoning, prison, and civilians. Like, where's the actual development of you know the youth for real? That's that's what's needed. That's what's going to really <coughs> solve our problems in the city. But what is the majority that lives here? African Americans. There you go. Answered your question. What what? So what does that mean? What was the answer? Well, that was well. He was saying just to, I guess, sum it up a little bit. You mm -hmm. were saying like, so the reason why there's not a lot of opportunity is because of you know they feel like it's limited and this that, and the third. But that's always a situation and scenario in our specific community. They don't have that shit out in Silver Springs. They don't have that shit out in uh, Harford County. Like that shit is like legit. Yeah, it's, yeah, but well, know, a. A. It's, it's, it's we, another continuance of slavery because we all a. A. know once different. you in jail, you you're pretty much a slave. So, I think they're using this as another way to probably convict people or have evidence yeah. that mm -hmm. you're doing something that you're not supposed to be doing. But in actuality, they would be doing it if they had an alternative. And that's just more power for them to watch and yeah. just to see what's really you know going on and use it in the wrong way. Cause yeah, and the thing with these uh, these planes are they're not. They're privately owned, so they're not really owned by the government. It's like a contract. So no, make it who knows what the hell <laughs> right. is going to actually happen with the with the evidence or the surveillance that they actually get? Because they can give like certain things over to the government. They can keep stuff to their own. So who knows right. how the hell that's going to work? I think I'm gonna get a drone to watch the drones. Oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, never mind. I ain't gonna go there. <laughs> Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna see how this turns out. And coming in, in May twenty twenty, they're gonna start recording the city in the sky twenty four hours. Hide your kids, hide your wife. Man, they gonna find might have, like you. some personal some personal gain to it because like you said well, you said it's not you said it's a private contractor. Yeah, that's that own, company that, that owns these plans. See, that, that makes it a little bit more shady to me just because it's like how will they be able to benefit from this I'm curious. Well, the thing of that's the thing about it is no no city has done they never tested this anywhere else. Yeah. So I just think that it's kind of strange for them to to test this. It's not. I wouldn't yeah. say strange. Yeah, I wouldn't the murder say rate strange. Is being, exactly. Murder rate is crazy. Yeah, this, 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 this is but, the second highest. Well, this isn't going to stop the murder rate because once it's, it's, it's not for real time surveillance. It's just, it's just to it's just to convict more people. Yeah, right. but for it, them it's justified because you know. This is the city's, so last year was the city's largest year of murders or homicides. Mm -hmm. So it was like, all right, if they're going to have the largest year of murder and homicides, let's try to do something against that. You think and the camera's going to stop somebody from killing? Personally, no. not. But, you know, <laughs> that's that's what they're going to try. Honestly, the government's giving this money to this private company. They paying them. <laughs> like, I We're going to see where it goes. I don't I know. Mean, I think it will, it will lead to more convictions. I think that... That's that doesn't happen a lot. A lot of these people get murdered and no one knows what the fuck happens. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think we'll get some of these shooters off the streets. But a lot of these I don't think these are like murder for hire situations. This is like personal vendettas. So yeah. we're not personal getting games. assassins off the street. We getting like little niggas having beef with each other. And speaking, and, speaking. and that's a product of the environment. Like mm -hmm. that has to do with that. Um there needs to be more of an emphasis in 2020 like to pour into our own communities like if we rely on outside sources or outside people to do it 
um, it won't get done in a way that's really beneficial to us. Like Word. history has shown that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that when we're talking about school, like improving schools, I think we actually need to. It may be a good idea to implement like maybe more trade, like more trade schools, maybe at a younger age, like mm. at fourteen, like at fourteen, thirteen, uh, 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 just specific for a skill, like maybe. Um, I don't know. What's what's a good trade? Like maybe a finance construction, a school like or a school I mean, or a trade school or something uh, like finance or uh, uh, IT. Yeah, I mean uh, IT engineering, headache, like plumbing, yeah, being plumbing. an electrician, anything. It's plenty. Mechanic. Plenty. And that's something I remember in middle school, probably like around eighth, seventh grade. We had classes like home ed and like little oh, yeah. workshop classes and stuff like that. You know, just to learn different yeah. trades and stuff like that. But it was so minimal. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was, so minimal. It was minimal. Like it was, it was math. Re- it was math English. Yeah. Like ge- uh, geography. Like you had your core classes, but then we also had some little electives just to explore things. I think I honestly, think what we here. need. We, that needs to expand. Yeah. I would like it to expand, but we can't rely on outside, like on on the maybe the state government or uh, oh, definitely to to implement that. Yeah, I know. Um, so, I I was I would hope that we as a we as a community would implement that or focus on that because we see how valuable that is in in the workspace. Like if you have a skill, if you have experience with a skill, that'll take you very far. Mm-hmm. Completely. Yeah, it's gonna be a big year in Baltimore in twenty twenty. So we we gonna we gonna stay updated, stay on stay on these necks out here uh, with the politics twenty twenty election year. So uh, we we gonna let y'all know. Yeah. Yep. Yep. For sure. So starting off this month, January, um, being the new year, you know, we, it's only right to, to talk about mental health uh, and uh, just to make sure we have the resources to get it right and what's the, the average stressors of, you know, just being a black man and, you know, chop it up about it and see, see what come from it yeah. for real. Yeah, especially uh, being, being a black man in 2019. And I want to start off by talking about new year's resolutions we make so many new year's resolutions about physical health and financial growth but i think in the black community especially black males we don't talk about mental health enough and how the the lack of you know maybe peace that we have within inside of ourselves how that affects everything else and how we move and how we act around our peers um, and I think it's an important point to bring that into 2020 into the new decade um, and actually hit on some of those points. Yeah. So I guess a good place to start um, is what really <laughs> how, how did y'all grow up with therapy and mental health? Like, was that a regular conversation that y'all had or um, what was kind of the stigma behind it growing up? Um, ah, man, sheesh. Let's see. I would say growing up, you know, just in well, you would know as well because we're kind of in the same generation. Um, like just as a man, you were taught to say nothing, go with it, go with the flow. Um, naturally, you're going to harbor 
some type of hatred, emotional distress, things like that, and you carry that for years and years and years. Um, just coming, you know, personal experience, you know, I was always growing up as, you know, just take the shit, do whatever you got to do. And then naturally I grew into a place of, whoa, anger and just hatred to just for crazy shit. It'd be crazy stuff. Um, to the point where, you know, as a kid, you know, you know, they give you that whole go to the therapist and then you just go put they they put you on medicine. Everybody knew yeah. like Ridlin was the thing to oh, go yeah. back in the nineties. That didn't really solve the issue. That put a that pretty much, you know, put a, or they put a label on the shit. like ADHD, ADHD. Yeah, mm-hmm. or they give you the like label. That. Like I was always told, Well, you have ADHD, you have this. Nah. It is like, oh, I have these issues. Nobody really wants to take the time to deal with these issues. Right. So now I carry those issues into my adulthood that I deal with to this day. <laughs> funny um, but you know but you know and that even carries on to my to my adult life now like that whole in, not to you know take motherfuckers to church but that whole you gotta kill the old man to let the new man come about like you really have to do that and it's a struggle because some things of some parts of you you just don't want to let go yeah. but there's some parts that you have to and i agree with like going to therapy because you know you need that interaction to that that free space mm-hmm. just because as a black man we all deal with stereotypes from the world stereotypes from your house stereotypes from your job and you know just personal experiences for me like I get this shit like every day, like from what I do, because I deal with people every day Mm -hmm. and I get especially, you know, fuck it, especially from like older white people, like (laughs) they'll like, I'm talking like this and they'll get offended quick, send an email, Mm -hmm. but he's being very aggressive. Like I'll never, I'll never forget it. Like it was probably when I was working in the city and Fullerton is kind of like the city and the county. And dude sent the email, because I'm talking, just how I'm talking right now, and said that they felt so afraid of me that they thought I was going to come write down their address, drive all the way to the other side of town to come rob them, and then almost get fired for it. And I'm like, yo, like... That sound like racism. I was yeah, like, yo, like, do you, <laughs> like, I work for you. Report. I know you personally. So I'm like, well, do you think I would, first of all, throw some keys across the room, Yell at somebody, then go drive to their house on the other side of town after work, after working 14 hours to go rob them. And they just look at you and they're like, well, I don't, I don't know. This is kind of what they said. And I'm just like, yo, like, nah, that's just not like, not me at all. But you know, it's just personal. It's just a personal thing. Like you kind of have to deal with it and then. You don't have anywhere to let that energy go. Right. And and I think in just to add on, like I think that's a big problem. Just deal with it. Like um yeah. usually like as a black person, you either get two points of view. One from your male influences telling you to suck that suck that up. It's just normal day to day, you know, deal with it. And then you also have like, you know, some of the female influences in your life is just say, like, oh, just pray to you know, lean on God. Just just do that. Ain't nothing wrong with you. Black people don't go to, you know, psychiatrists, they don't go to, you know, go to therapy. That's for white people. Yeah. We deal with so much trauma as as black people because of systematic racism. Now, I don't think we really understand that. Whenever, whenever, like you know, I have a conversation with my therapist, 
we make the connection to that we're normalizing a lot of trauma as black people. Mm. Uh, when, whenever we talk about racism and even colorism within the black community, that's not supposed to be normal. Yeah. You know, and then when you when you're like even like what Twan says, I've gone through that myself and I'm sure, you know, at some point maybe maybe we've normalized experiences with other races that affect us. Um, when, whenever I walk up to a group of, you know, white people, the conversation may stop or shift because maybe they were talking about politics. Now they're talking about music and sports because mm -hmm. here, you know, Sorry. So, <laughs> because Sonny's here. <laughs> Good job. Oh, those are bleep bleeps. <laughs> but anyway. So you saying like, so the stigmas are really, you know, based off of your close peers might be like, you know, suck it up. Mm -hmm. Really don't be a Other black people. Yeah, other, other black people. Other black people will tell you to suck it up. I, I definitely remember hearing like, you know, don't be a pussy. No. <laughs> Real shit. Yo, <laughs> That's it. Don't be a pussy. You know, or just flat out ignoring it. Like whatever issues you know you might be going through, just ignore it. It's only a moment. You can get past it. You have to work. We were told that we, and it's true, we have to work twice as hard. But that was but almost less. yeah, and that was almost a subconscious way of our parents and grandparents telling us. To, to really just suck it up. Like, you're going to have to go through this. Yeah. You're not, we don't go to therapy. You're going to have to figure out a way. And God's going to help you. Don't worry, God's going to help you. But you're going to have to push through this without any other mental assistance, mm -hmm. you know. And now, oh, my bad. Now, just to iterate what he's saying as far as, like, when they say, like, God's going to help you through this, I think... They say that, but they don't understand, like, you have to have the mental capacity to even allow that portion of that right. yeah. healing That's to even happen. Because if you're not there mentally, then anything that you're reading or trying to learn from God is not going to kick in. It's just, and I can speak from experience because, you know, my personal shit, like, I didn't allow certain aspects of this how I was raised to influence me just because you have that trauma that you're just trying to work out. And you don't really know where to go. Like, you have your family, you have your friends, but eventually it's kind of like you kind of have to live for yourself. Like, no one can That's, give you mm. the idea because no, the idea, the way to go, because at the end of the day, whatever action or decision you make, you're the one that has to deal with that. Mm -hmm. And I'm starting to learn, like, you can never make an action in anger or a decision in anger because at the end of the day you are going to live with that decision and that could totally fuck your life up to the point where you're just like what do I do now and you're just trying to pick up the pieces and you know that's what therapy comes in and counseling and just being able to once you get your mind right then you can able to put God on top of that right. to fully gain that growth and health that you need I think we live in a great time whereas we have so much access to be able to communicate and share our experiences that made that made this opportunity available to actually be able to have the conversation about mental health. Yeah. Think about if we didn't have social media, if we didn't have outlets to whereas we can we can share this and be like, you know what? This person, this other black man looked into himself and figured out like what is bothering me? Why do I feel this way whenever I go through my day to day? When I wake up in the morning, go through the traumas of being a black man in America, come back home and I feel low, yeah. you know, and, 
I mean, and that's a big thing because if, if maybe this person didn't start it, maybe it would have never started in the first place. Mm -hmm. And in passing, being able to pass the message, I think that is also like a blessing in itself uh, of this day and time. Yeah, you know, yeah. just to make that point. I mean, yeah. And, nah, and um, I guess while, while he's doing that, I'll go into like my own personal experience. Like um, I touched on colorism and um, that's, that's, a, that's a subject I feel like we don't talk about enough because I think maybe for the darker brothers, that may have been a thing. And for the lighter brothers, that's also a thing, um, especially as a kid, when you're not able to process that, it's almost like if you don't address it, you may have to bring that back up in a therapy session as an adult. You may have to yeah. talk about that. And then um, just certain stereotypes that come along with that that we don't address. Um, when, um, when you're actually speaking, speaking amongst black people, we don't acknowledge the disconnect that there is. I think there's an inherent disconnect between, between one another. I feel like there's a togetherness amongst other, other races, especially other minorities mm -hmm. that we don't see in our own community. I think mm -hmm. it is a togetherness. I just think that as, unfortunately that togetherness is pain. Yeah. That's oh why oh yeah. We when we come together, so what we doing? We cracking jokes about oh, yeah. each other's flaws. Like yep. we, that's how we unify ourselves in pain. I mean, unfortunately, that's just kind of how it is. Like for generations, we was born into trauma, so that's the only thing that we can all really relate to is trauma. But that creates a, a crab in a barrel mentality. Oh, yeah. And then that's I'm what that's what. A, a positive yeah. Thing. I'm just saying that that is that's what it is. That's the only way that we really know how to unify, and that's why we kind of are that's why black are. twitter is so popping yeah because mm -hmm. all you're doing is laughing it's at really people dissecting the flaws yeah and then posting them and mm -hmm. cracking on it like and it's just so I mean, easy you just cracking jokes we we as we as a community feel so low and have been uh you know referred to like almost the lowest tier that we feel uncomfortable a lot of cases we feel uncomfortable when we see other african-american or, or or black success we we say that this is black love we say that this is black excellence but then are we really as excited or as happy as when somebody falls down or when one of us actually you know falls from grace you know mm -hmm. um when when you look at when you look at someone like kanye west are you more so like laughing from your belly or are you more so disappointed that this black man who was so influential that came out with that was a great outstanding look for for african americans for black people um has fallen are you disappointed or are you laughing at you know his ex you know his exploits and his uh embarrassing showings from time to time like how do you actually feel yeah you know, and that's, that's that. a solid question and then i mean that really shows you know the side of kanye that you want because it's clear that his mental health is an issue right and to laugh at that part of it i i wouldn't agree with um but we definitely have to be clear that something's going on um with him and a lot of brothers within our communities um so before we continue this conversation i want to talk about the five top stresses on black men um we go Lord, you, you got yeah i found what i wanted to say you got a lion um, king quote y'all i did uh, it's not a lion king quote actually asshole it's just the thing that i was and this is just something that i think just as because at the end of the day the household starts with or our community in general starts with the man so and this goes into the topic of i'm just gonna read it it comes this is from the, the good the good book of what, Job? No, no. <laughs> this is from First Corinthians, 
Um, Corinthians. I'm sorry. I'm just joking. But it's from First Corinthians from 13, slave James, from 11. Master slave King James. Shut up. <laughs> if you read a little, King James was black. Be quiet. Anywho, but what it says, but what it says is, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away all childish things. Now, just to break that down, as we're talking about mental health, is just putting it down to the sense of we need to dispel a lot of things that we were taught to do of not going to therapy, unlearn some things, unlearn some things. Yeah. and it's okay to get that help. And once you realize that, then you can build from there. And you know that's that's it. That is the I just want to know why that has a. The Simba thing from the Lion King. Why? Because, <laughs> because Simba was being a little boy and he grew the fuck up. Nah, I'm going to roll off Twan with what she was saying. And I agree because it's like, especially with generations on generations mm-hmm. and, and being black, you know, mm-hmm. I think in past generations, it was acceptable for a lot of things. It was acceptable to just lay low, mm-hmm. be quiet, and just deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we we are a different generation. You know what I'm saying? We have to be able to speak up. We have to be able to communicate, you know, how we feel, what we're going through. And um, therapy is definitely isn't something that should be shunned within our community. Um, and I, I can say I've never been. Yeah. You know, and that's probably one of that is one of my goals for 2020 mm-hmm. um, is to seek out uh, somebody that I can relate to um, and, you know, go through a therapeutic session at least once and try it out. Um, but we do have two brothers here that have been through it. Um, and if y'all want to share more about that. I will say just to just to your point, um, very, you know, very proud of you, brother, for, you know, making the decision to go to therapy. I think almost all, if not. Mm-hmm. All African Americans should go to therapy, if not, you know, on their own schedule, like once at least once a month. Yeah, and I'm gonna be real. The reason why I'm interested in going um, is really because it's it's that third person that's not in my circle, that's not in my yeah. And I just want to have a conversation with them and see how I will walk out to you know feeling. And a lot of successful people, you know, you need somebody to talk to about different things in your life. So. Uh, one one thing I will say is it, it will um I think almost nine times out of ten you will come out there surprised or finding out information about yourself that you didn't go in there knowing. Right. You know, you could tell you could tell, you know, a therapist a whole story about a situation. They will pick something out that you never thought to even pick out of a mm-hmm. out of a situation. Yeah. Like, yeah, it'll catch you off guard. Yeah, but definitely um in my experience, uh with my, my therapist it, it's been uh beneficial. Solid. Yeah, I would agree. Like, I started going back in, like, September. And I've gone, like, every Saturday since September. And I would say I noticed or I picked up a bunch of things that I didn't even really think about. Like, you know, just growing up being, the I guess, the oldest child or the oldest grandson or whatever the case may be, I always carried that, that weight of certain individuals that I shouldn't have to carry mm. and just breaking that down just you know he makes it you know just talking to the therapist is kind of like you need to make time for you because at the end of the day you can't everybody's not going to make time for you yeah. and you're putting your energy in the people that may or may not care about you you just don't know and you just being the person that you are and at the same time you also at the same time you also learn just so many different things about yourself like I'd highly recommend it 
to be honest, because you can find out whether you're selfish, whether you're dealing with shit that you ain't really let go. Like, it's just so many different outlets that you can just learn from it. Mm -hmm. Just from, like, you know, what uh, Calvin was saying, just from a third party who's just not in your circle, who don't know nothing about you, Mm -hmm. literally just going there. They're just there to hear what you got to (laughs) say, and they tell you, like, yo, you fucked up or you were right. And another reason why I'm interested in therapy, this is... um, Person. Baby, nah, I changed my. <laughs> <laughs> said, nah. I changed my insurance, so now it's covered. <laughs> so it's like, and I that, bro- yes, you need to put that. Yo, if you got a job and they pay for that, yeah. you need to look into that. Yeah, yeah. and that was if one of my there, big things. Like, you gotta use your resources. Um, I mean, if you got a good job that's you know with full one k and benefits, you know, make use sure you it. can line it where you can. Know, receive this type of service um but if not then there's plenty of community-based organizations where um they're definitely helpful um if not with the service then then guiding in the right way mm-hmm. so all right now i do want to talk about the, the top five stresses all right i was waiting uh, for that for yeah. black men what do you fulfill all right so <laughs> it's a, it's, it's a, a stat i'll say it's a stat that's saying that all blacks um, are 20% more likely to experience a serious mental health problem compared to any general uh, population. But only 6% of black men actually use mental health services. Mm. All right. So that's, that's, probably, that's, that's pretty crazy. Right. And I'm honestly surprised to say six. I was expecting way less than that. For real? Which is bad. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But uh, this might be the only two black men that I know. Actually go to oh, therapy. I was part of that twenty, and I honestly, became the six. I think he might be right about yeah, that. I don't. Honestly, like, yeah, honest guy, y'all might be the only two. Yeah, that Especially I know. Yeah, I, that right. go, I know people that have gone and have been diagnosed and have never gone back, and I'm like, why the fuck did you not go back? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like they've been medicated <laughs> because they have legit mental issues, but they don't go back to therapy. I'm like, doesn't. Yeah, but you honestly, gotta... shout out to Charlemagne the God. Honestly, yeah, yeah. Out. he was, he was a big, my, big my biggest influence is mm-hmm. to want to yeah. try therapy. Because... Yeah, yeah, he's definitely a big advocate for mental health. So. All right, I'm, I'm I'm bluffing on these five stresses. All right, so top five: um, money and finances, uh, <laughs> race and racism, jobs and career, relationships and family, health and illness. So those are the five sources of stress for black men. Shit, I got all five. High blood pressure <laughs> from a bad relationship because you're too broke. <laughs> At a job where they racist as hell. Man, what? Yeah, they really can't all line. Yeah, stress is right there. That, that's, a, that's a day. <laughs> Honestly. The five stresses is like life. That's what that, that is. is like, yeah, that is really. a full-blown day. But see, you as a black man just said, that's life. Yeah. Think about right. that. Right, right. <laughs> oh, this is life. This is right. This is life. You know what I'm saying? That's stuff that you go through. This and is... And, Shit, you know what I was just thinking about? I just to go back on what you were just saying about the work and everything, and just overall, just life. Like we really like. I never forget. I've said personally, like somebody said, you know, you can't correspond or conduct yourself in the same thing. And my response was, yes, I can because I'm black. I'm used to these these this environment. Like I'm used to coexisting in negative circumstances. Mm. And that shouldn't be the first thing that comes out. Your honestly, mouth. I don't even think it's really coexist. Like we we claim it as coexisting, but it's really us just like slowly crumbling. Because like you might be able to function in like turmoil, 
but you're gonna break functioning in turmoil doesn't like it's just like you know you're gonna you can beat your head against the wall at some point you either gonna knock yourself out or you're gonna go through the wall it's one of those just gonna happen don't do and it. What like you going to knock yourself out? So what's the definition of insanity? It's like doing, doing the same, doing same, the same thing repeatedly, right? expecting a different result. Yeah. Um, when I look at these, when I look at these five five stresses, it's just like it's so crazy that you can link them all together to maybe just a few things in even one day, yeah. even one day. It's yeah. like. Like, you know, what are, like, some common health issues amongst black people, you know? High, High blood, blood pressure, pressure is, like, number one. Uh-huh. You know. Depression. Uh, un- unaddressed depression. Yeah. You yeah. know? And when we talk about that, the high blood pressure could be from a relationship or a family member. Wow. You know? And I think, and I want to, I want to put, I want to put this out here, right? So, uh, when you talk about black men and a uh, black woman, we're talking about relationships, Nobody will talk worse about black people than black people on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And I just really want to say that that it really hurts me. It really bothers me because um, you'll have, you can have homegirls, you can have friends, people that you consider your sisters. They ain't no good black men out here. Mm-hmm. These niggas ain't shit. You know, you, you hear that and it's just like, I'm a good black man. My friend, I like I know a bunch of like hold up, I'm right. I'm included. Yeah, I'm included in that all the time. Or or they old like everyone has a past. Or everyone's made a bad decision. Mm-hmm. And for us, like we just gotta like oh, like you said, there's no good. But I'm like yo, where's the grace? Where's the mercy? You know what I'm saying? Like oh, because I did this one bad thing. Let's not forget about the trillions of good things that you've yeah. done. Right. And and it's kind of like. Like you said, like no one talks bad about black people than black people. But then there's also a male equivalent to it, in mm-hmm. which you said, you know, you can't trust, you know, and uh, excuse my French, but you know, they'll say you can't trust none of these bitches, and then they'll they these will be people that have exclusively dated exclusively dated uh, black women, and I mean, you gotta think about it for a minute. We were screaming money over bitches, so. like yeah, in our music. Mm-hmm. In, in our music that's and it's just yeah. like the stuff yeah. that we used to bob to that even some yeah. women would bob to and think about how we think about yeah. ourselves yeah. and how that affects our mental mindset we listen to music all the time you know mm-hmm. we're very you know we're very you know internal rhythmic people so it's just like when we listen to music we 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 may be listening to the beat but we're also listening to words we feel and it. and we're making it okay to say about one another mm-hmm. that's why kanye said listen to the kids <laughs> you know what i'm saying like music is very powerful he has like, his moments People will say disturbing things and not even think about it. It's very disturbing when you're talking about, you know, black women and stuff like that. I'm like, your mama black, isn't she? Mm-hmm. That does. Would you talk about your mom? No, nobody better not talk about my mama. Stop talking about other black women because your mom's a black woman. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's hurtful. And then when you when when you got somebody like my dad. um, You about to cry? What's my dad push? works hard as hell. And you know he he's he's been there for for me and my family and um and when when people talk about black men like as if um each and every one like each and every person each and every situation dictates like uh the actions of everybody else as a whole community yeah. it's bothersome because I see good black men yeah because I see good black women and I see that and it's just like I don't hear 
Asian people talking this much stuff about us, at least in English. Uh, <laughs> I don't hear other white say people that they say don't that. talk about people from their own country in the same way. Like they will talk about another Asiatic. Country but I, I, I hear but you. From but their uh, right, I understand that they, they they don't talk about one another like that. But what I'm saying is, we talk more shit about ourselves than they will talk about us. Like we out outdo that. We actually do it uh, more. It's a two sided coin because. Like, when you like get, they, when you I'm get sure into, it's done, but yeah, when you we're get talk- into crime, like, or just in general, any type of negative action within the community always happens within the community. Like, white people, and when it comes to crime, white people commit crimes against white people. It's all about that's what that's who you are around. Mm-hmm. So you can't talk about people that you're not around. What can you talk about? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah most crimes are proximity based. Like based on your yeah. proximity, so it's like it's gonna be the same way. Like, how can I gossip about somebody else if I don't know what the fuck they're doing? Yeah, it's it, it, what you're saying. It kind of reminds me of like you, my family member. Mm-hmm. Only I can beat you up, but if somebody else did, then nah, I ain't having it. You know what I'm saying? Right. So if this is within the family, then it might be more acceptable. But if coming from the outside, then you know what I'm saying. It's I will different. say we're more public with our with our criticism of one another. Yeah. So it's not in yeah. the family. Yeah. So I think to even say that it's like, oh, like you'll, you'll see a woman, you'll see a woman say it, or you see a man just talk like spew like, you know, some horrible rhetoric about the other, you know, the other sex. And then it's just like it's out there, but you don't see that from other races. Like they don't post it. They don't do that. They may say it, but it's not visible. It's well, not yeah. visible. They, they, they don't they have a. That. They don't have a black Twitter. They don't have a. I mean, honestly, it's it's this is honestly outside of our conversation. Yeah. But I will say that I think hip hop in general, which comes from our culture, is what everybody wants to receive well, and be a part of. Hip-hop. I think music in general. Yeah. Music is about is art imitates life. We as black people in America, we've pretty much created all American forms of music. And white people have just taken over in their own way. We always expand to something different. So if if black people being musical people from like in our blood, it's like genetics for some somehow. We just rhythmic music. It's something that within us. Not everybody. If, <laughs> you might might like, take some practice. practice. Even black people that don't have rhythm have more rhythm than a white person that has good rhythm. Cal- cl- 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 clap a hand for yourself. No, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I think because we're rhythmic people and we're like music-based people, and music comes from, or just art in general comes from life. It's it's always been a thing for us to tell other people's stories. I just think now that it got away from telling stories to tell them business. Like, yeah, if you think about it, playground even like talk. back in like the. In Africa, they had like folk tales, or it's like, all right, we're telling stories about like life lessons. Yeah. Now it's just like, oh, we're telling what my fucking Gerald did last week them, versus them family no, It's no lesson in it. It's just like, all right, I'm just going to gossip. Yeah, just gossip. gossip. Yeah. Shit, even back yeah. in the day, people had, whole side, had a whole other family. You ain't know about until 20 years yeah, later. They still do this. <laughs> hey, learn about it two weeks later. So. <laughs> no, no. All right, yo, moving on with this conversation and this topic. Uh, uh, let's. Let's uh, talk about some self care aspects um, that you know that you do individually that you want to do in twenty twenty. Um, when it comes to self care, and I think as a black man, it's like we've been used to depending on women for so long through generations and generations, and it's like being a black man and caring for yourself is something that we really never really you know had a concern about. Us. Mm-hmm. More or less worried about the future and you know being a protector and provider, but taking care of ourselves, nah. Um, but that's really essential. 
Yeah. Um, so what kind of, you know, practices or things that y'all do? Well, first of all, you, you have to, I think every, every individual person has their own prescription for self-care. Yeah. So you have to, so in order to address issues, you have to first discover what your issues are. Um, I think when you actually, everything all right? Yeah. (laughs) I think when you, uh, um, when you actually speak to a therapist, I think like maybe one of the advantages of that would be to actually have a conversation, identify issues that you didn't think were issues, maybe something that you've normalized, like um, going to work. Like let's let's say you go to work and you go through a stressful day and it's not just one day, it's every day. Mm-hmm. And there may be certain things that may have bothered you at work that you bring up and you say like, you know what, this actually does bother me every day. And then maybe you speak to someone, uh, you know, a non-biased party and say like, oh, well, you know, that don't you can't normalize that. You can't. Here's what you do. Here's how you here's how you deal with that. And that becomes part of your self-care. Yeah. And that's Um, that's the key. I don't think we don't we're not taught a lot of regiments or techniques, tactics to for self-care. And then one thing and 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 one thing that, you know, a therapist told me, you know, it's like, you know, sleep does help. You know, sleep sleep helps a lot. <laughs> like, if you make time, if you make time, even if you have to split it up, let's say, you know, you do have jobs that do split up time for sleep. It's like, you know, make sure you take a nap. Don't don't run around, do this. It's self-care. Get some right. sleep. Um, what you eat, what you, what you eat uh, does, does uh, impact your self-care as well. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a bunch of things. Um, but mainly, it has to start from... You making sure you have the energy, you have the mindset to be able to act, to make the actions, right? To to make the daily actions that make you a better person and make you more productive. Um, so is there anything like <clears throat> on a day-to-day that you would do? Like for me, I would say when I wake up, I just like to have like three minutes. If I can get more, then cool. But I wake up and just, you know, be still for a minute mm-hmm. and just be in my thoughts get everything together collect it and then i'll keep it pushing yeah i'm kind of like you um i i'm so bad with it but i i yeah. try to have like a, a routine but not even really a routine but i have to, a list of about six things to try to do out the day mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. is like eat some type of fruit or vegetable mm-hmm. uh get at some type of exercise in yeah. um i have a journal that i try to write in every day Oh, which I've been terrible with it. It's not a day journal. Hey, yeah. I got it in probably July. I still got a lot of, <laughs> a lot of, God, of I'm probably space. not even halfway through it yet. Um, uh, but it is, this all came a part of journals. You know, it's a list of things I try to make my bed every day. Yeah. Um, small shit. The small things. I mean, because honestly, yeah. once I feel like I try to do that before I leave in the morning, though. Right. So it's like my day is kind of in some type of order. Um, I, I try to do like kind of like you were. It's like some type of like meditation, just five ten minutes of quiet time, yeah. where it's no distractions to put my phone on do not disturb it's not moving just chill with us uh quiet um let's see those are yeah i think that's it i'm those i'm my, definitely i'm definitely a checklist person the day. Mm. so i'm i'm definitely a checklist I'm a- person so one thing i did was like i made a checklist i made one for work and i made one for just my overall day um make sure i drink at least um at least a gallon of water make sure that this like specific things like like what dre said like make sure that the things get done. Make sure you read. Make sure you do these things. Make sure you just sit. Get the exercise. Drink that water. One thing that I realize I need, I need a moment of complete disconnect from the rest of the world. Like, I need mm-hmm. I need that. And like, it's, it's becoming more important nowadays with technology. Like, information, the it's internet. It's so hard to get away now. Yeah, the man. access is everywhere. 
Mm-hmm. So being able to disconnect, um, it's it's powerful, man. Mm-hmm. Definitely is. And you know, for those folks that you know work like a crazy person, uh, always find some some way to like 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 you were saying, Sonny. Um, take take a take a nap if it's thirty minutes to an hour, you know. Or when you have that day off or whatever, do something for you. Don't really think about. Well, I got I got this for the kids. I got this for the wife. I got this, this, and that. And take like the time for you know you know a hey, my shorty or significant mm-hmm. other or the kids is gone. Let me go watch a movie. Let me go. I don't know. Read a comic book. Read, you have you have to do, remember do certain things. Yeah. You have to remember you're a human being. You're not a machine. So sure. at the end of the day, like a lot of a lot of even our motivational speakers and our greatest like influences in like maybe business or entertainment talk about sleep. Oh, I don't mm-hmm. sleep. I'm like, well, yeah. well, like, I mean, you're successful, but you're probably a little grumpy, aren't you? And, and that, like, was, <laughs> that was, that was a big false mentality that, that we grew up on. Cause you gotta mm-hmm. work all the time. Yeah. 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 I sleep when I die. Death is what they yeah. always I sleep say. when I die. Like that was in every rap song when we grew up. Unfortunately, you know? well, you that's die. why they die when they, yeah, and your money don't go with you. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Another thing that I found that was really helpful was this is probably something I I would do maybe like once or maybe like once every two weeks. I would try to like take a nature walk, like mm, because we that, are yeah. like actual living breathing organisms. I'll try to get yeah. amongst other living breathing organisms that don't really interact with technology the way that we do on a daily basis. So it's I like, like turtles. No, I definitely. I do like. I do like that. Yeah. Where it's like I would just go. I would leave my phone in the car. I would yeah. go for a walk, try walking around the whole park. It's got like a little stream or something that it goes through, try to walk through it. Just chill, take my time. It was, it was, it's funny that you say that because one of my friends, he's, he's really, he's really into fitness. He says like, how would you eat if fast food, if, if these things, if it was like a hundred or 200 years ago, how would you eat if fast food wasn't available? If these things weren't available to you, you'd probably be eating a lot healthier. You'd probably be yeah. restricted to water a lot of the times mm-hmm. because a lot of the manufactured stuff that you the, eat and drink wouldn't be available. And that's how you're naturally supposed to eat and drink like off of like, mm-hmm. like how things naturally come out. So that's important. Like all of that affects mental health like grogginess and and you know you might be wake up angry mm-hmm. another because, thing also yeah, is i try to get as close to natural sunlight as much as oh, i yeah. possibly can yeah like we know these these lights it, it's so strange like even when i read i would try to read in like natural light i'm not trying to have the lights on not gonna be cheap trying to say i just rather and that's what your eyes are really supposed to be around anyway like natural sunlight um, so I try to get around as much natural things as possible. Yeah, I feel that. I definitely, definitely like to definitely. be outside. Yeah. Anything, Mr. Workaholic? How do you? I got I got another question for y'all too. Yeah. What up? All right. So I was having a conversation with a friend, and um, this kind of kind of go with the the advantage of therapy. Is this male? Female. Uh, it's a male friend. One of my frat brothers. Our frat brothers. Um, he was having a conversation and it's about therapy. Mm-hmm. He was like, honestly, I feel like I don't need a therapist because I got friends or I got people that I can talk to and they kind of take that I, weight as therapy. I, I don't agree with that just because I also don't agree just because your family, <laughs> not everybody, but for the majority and the same thing with your friends the majority, they're going to tell you what you want to hear, not what you need to hear. Yeah. Now, 
Fortunately, I don't have that here amongst the table. But, mm-hmm. you know, I do have friends that tell me things that this is what I want to hear, not what I need to hear. And, and yeah. nine times out of ten, what you want to hear is what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. Like, it could be from the dumbest shit. Like, oh, man, your shorty pissed you off. Well, no, fuck her. Go do what you want to do. Like, nah. Mm-hmm. Like, nah, she pissed you off. Be a man about it. Go talk to her. This is why you pissed yeah, I don't, I don't. Silly shit like that. Even I, I'm not someone that has gone to see a therapist, but I feel like that's a terrible idea yeah. to confide yeah. in your friends because they don't, they're not professionals. They, I was about to say they, that. All they know is their life yeah. they, they can't really therapists listen they study they other people's actions they study behavior they study it's their emotion. job this yeah. is what they do on an everyday basis they, they got techniques behind it right yeah. Day. like yeah i would never yeah. i mean it's nice to have someone to confide into that's very important right. but i don't think that you should treat them as your therapist let, let me add something to that so um I think I stated on a on a previous podcast that when I actually went to my therapist I I specifically um kind of geared myself to try to go to someone who was black and who was an older male mm-hmm. that I don't believe there's any problem with that as long as they are actual like you know certified therapists mm-hmm. yeah. you know as long as they you know they know how to do their job so that just adds an extra layer of how they can relate to you because you know they're professional in my, in my experience in my experience with my therapist he's also a black man living in america mm-hmm. but he's also but he's a therapist too who has his certification and has his experience. So that combined together, talking to me, a younger black man, he may be better able to um, express like next steps, things to do. One thing that he does is he, and, and maybe Tuan has the same situation, they give me homework. He gives me homework. Like, I want you to go through these, answer these questions honestly, and then come back for the next session and we'll All go right. over it. That's dope. Well, I would say from a different spectrum, I get homework, but my therapist. Don't do is, his, he, he don't do his homework. And then don't do your homework to him. Is my therapist is white. So interesting. It's it's from a different he gives me the same idealisticness behind it. Like he he literally just sits there and says absolutely nothing. Let's me huh. say whatever I gotta say event and then he says like this is where you messed up, this is where you did it, this is where this is your homework. And it's always at the end of the day, my homework is always to do something for you because anytime I tell a story, it's always me putting it into somebody else. Mm. It's never me doing something for me. Mm. And is this you by yourself or a couple counselor? Uh, or is it like a couple or both. is it you and your okay. I have All both. right. Um and it's always the same thing with couple counseling as well. It's kind of like they'll sit there, listen, because every counselor is different. You know, I have one counselor just for me. I have one counselor for my relationship. But, you know, her ideal are, are different because when you have kids and things like that involved, it's they got to give you different guidelines. Right. And it's always, you know, going back to what do you do for each other? Or this is where you messed up. This is where you didn't. This is, you know, stuff like that. And I can always get that advice from not saying like everybody's advice is the right advice. Because at the end of the day, you got you have to make that decision. But from every person that I've talked to, I mean, in regards to my situation or not my situation or just whatever I'm going through, it's always some negative aspect behind it or like there's no win-win for you there's always you're gonna lose something at the end of the day 
And it's kind of like, well, I don't think that way. I always think like, there's a, I think, what's the word I'm looking for? Optimistic? Yes. I'm very optimistic of, all right, I think I may lose something, but I shouldn't have to lose it all mm-hmm. of, or lose half of something. I feel like, you know, if I have to lose something as far as something that I don't need, then I'm fine with that. But I don't think you should have to lose something that you need and then... Because it's that whole stigma of, you know, for example, in a relationship, what one person won't do, then that's somebody else as well. do. That's a horrible thing to look at. Because you should always be like, well, why does this person feel this way? What did you do for this person to feel this way? And vice versa. I see it. Someone's breathing hard. Oh, oh <laughs> shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's a bleepity bleep bleep. I'm sorry. But no, but that whole stigma of whatever somebody else will do, some someone else will. That's a horrible stigmatation to live by. Just because, all right, so they fixed that issue. Then it's another issue. So you're going to find somebody else to fix that issue? It's just stuff like that. Yeah, I think we got in, in, in our in our culture for we got a lot of sayings that just they're to- toxic. Toxic. I hate the word toxic. They yeah. are really and toxic. And h- how much I hate <laughs> cancel culture, they should be canceled. <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, we should probably create like a little list of something. You know? Don't name your child that. That's just weird. What? Culture. Stop it. All right, we ain't talk about Cardi B. Cardi B and Offset winning right now. Nobody business. Like you should. They just bought that big ass house. Yeah. Right. Anyway, what do you need a big ass house full of three people? Didn't, didn't Cardi give, <laughs> didn't Cardi well. give like uh, offset like five hundred thousand dollars for his yes! birthday in the refrigerator? In the fridge. All right, this is not me. <laughs> well, they went in the mental health probably. Yeah. Well, you would hope so. Jesus. You really wouldn't know though. Put that shit in an investment. Build your shit up. Man, I can't, I can't stop thinking about like those five stresses. Man, it's just like you know that that is. <sighs> we need to stop normalizing trauma, please. In twenty twenty, that's really stop what normalizing it down. Trauma. Yeah. And I mean, if anything, just creating a platform like this to understand, like, you know, these stressors, money, racism, um, your career, your health, your family, your relationship, those are real amongst everybody. So it's like you're not going through it alone. Um, And if you need to definitely seek a professional Mm -hmm. just to, to align and navigate everything. And I'm learning for myself just as you elevate in life and go through certain phases, it is definitely better to have, you know, a lot of different people to talk to yeah. about different things right. um life is a lot of levels to it so we just gotta you know stay prepared and, and embrace it however we can i yeah. would say you know and, and i will also say moving forward i think black people need to do a better job of loving one another and that's for real and i'm not going to add anything to that mm-hmm. um I'm I'm not I, like I mean to the really? statement like because you no, know no, how love, you know loving one another but yeah. also holding each other accountable. Yeah, that too. Mm. And then you know me even saying that statement. Oh, but no homo or or nah, like no, I don't mean it like that. No like, don't know. There's no extra stuff. Nah. We need to do a better job of loving one another. Nah, and I will Period. say, um, and that's more or less for people that's our age because I mentor um, a lot of youth and they they are quick to say I love you, bro. Especially mm-hmm. when they leave it. You know what? And, and that's great. We that's were awesome. the last piece of that generation where everything had to be hard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, like, we, we had to so keep everything on, quiet. Like, strength and that machismo shit yeah. that we missed out on a whole lot. Yeah. Where so it's like... When I see them say that, I like, love that shit. 
becoming emotionally available when they they right. grew up in a way where it was like more acceptable. Mm-hmm. Although I will say it's because of their environment too, because they losing friends. Well, yeah, but it's still good to see them say. But it's also because I love you, bro. Before they, they leave each other. It, became a popular thing like we didn't have emo rappers like all of yeah. our rappers was and I, and I hate to say like go yeah. back to rap but that's like the biggest influence in black culture is Hunter. like black yeah. is rappers Lil Wayne was my man in yeah, high school so it was right. like, <laughs> we right. grew up on the rappers that was saying fuck bitches like yeah. they didn't give a fuck about bitches give money fuck, fuck bitches, bitches. Right. Like, it was like either you my nigga you're not if you're not my nigga it's money on my mind it was like right. yeah Everything was like, yo, I'm about to get money. About to I'm going to die with my finger on the trigger. <laughs> like, right. Like, all that shit. You just caught like, every Lil Wayne song you yeah, know? Yeah. Like, so Lil Wayne was my man. During the time we was in high was like, school, yeah. greatest rap alive. Yeah, exactly. Right. We grew up just being fake. <laughs> we're like, it's really what it was. We grew we up was, to be fake. I mean, we were searching. That's and what it was. It's hard. It was it was hard. You, you listen to MC Hammer and shit. He he's a he's probably the the first one to do all the shit. He went broke. We all know. <laughs> I just don't listen to MC Hammer. Don't put you listen to MC up. Hammer, NWA. You listen to the people that forefathers like you listen to DMX. Yeah, DMX. <laughs> that's, that's that's only on certain days. Yeah. And and then you know what? <laughs> In the black community, we talk about like since you're talking about rappers, rappers and athletes, they're usually like the 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 pinnacle of like black success mm-hmm. for the vast majority of our community. One of the stressors um, that you have listed is money and finances, right? Our expectation to reach a certain level of success yeah. by certain means is like we we have so much pressure on us. And we've been told that it's going to be twice as hard to get to a goal that we in ourselves, we stress ourselves out Mm -hmm. because we feel like to in order to meet this goal, this is going to be so hard, so impossible. Our goals are like unrealistic because what we're looking at is like real life. Right, like, we we see we're comparing that. ourselves to, to that's and that's the negative of social media too. That's yeah. why I don't follow any celebrities on Instagram because I don't want to see that shit because that's not real life for anyone in my in my class. Yeah, right. Like they doing shit that they it's they're, they're probably maybe one of maybe a hundred black people that are actually able to do something and, like that. And with <laughs> a lot of black people, when you see that all the time, it breeds depression, envy. Mm-hmm. And then, like, um, like it, it breeds more of that crab in a barrel yeah. mentality because it's just like, why is he on and I'm not? Or yeah. you know, or let's say you go, let's say this leaks into relationships, right? Oh, well, mm-hmm. I saw that. Uh, I saw that. You know, this rapper just gave his girl like all these jewels and diamonds, and they be I, like goals. Mm-hmm. How's that goals? Like, what, it goals? what is goals about that? Like, you can't even pay your I bills think on time. You talking about goals? I think I deserve what? diamonds. I deserve this, but and then I'm you sure got, you do. and then you can have a good partner <laughs> that may not be able to give you that, but they giving you, they're giving everything that they, they can. can give you their equivalent to what that mm-hmm. gift would be, right? Exactly. And, and, and in due time, the diamonds could come. Exactly, and then all that is because you're seeing that, and that breeds more of that crab in the barrel mentality that breeds more of that envy like hmm if all of this is going on with these celebrities or maybe this person who was fortunate with their business or maybe this yeah. person who who just did well if if they you have know, this they what, what is my boyfriend yeah. doing if they can why do am it, i not getting that but they don't think about this like this rapper might have just bought his girl a hundred thousand dollar watch but he's he made 30 million this year that wasn't nothing to him <laughs> If I if I buy you right. a ring that's worth three hundred dollars and I don't make that much, right? That's way that more of a sacrifice more. on my part than it yeah. is for him to buy that watch. 
Exactly. And honestly, he probably didn't even pay full price for it because he got clout. So it's like an advertisement. When you listen to the real life stories of the athletes and entertainers, one thing that does happen, in, especially in the music industry, the music like uh, record labels and 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 uh, record labels will give artists money that isn't theirs, mm-hmm. like to flaws and to promote an image. Their whole thing is let's put this image. Let's say that you're this rich, like you're like you look like a you look like a billionaire, yeah. but you really made fifty thousand this year. Right. Bow wow yeah. challenge. Yeah. <laughs> real life. Real life outstanding point. Oh, By, yeah, a real yeah. live Bow Wow yeah. challenge. Yeah, they really don't point. have the yeah. money that they're talking about. But you watch it on social media. You're envious. Your girl wishes she, she was living that life. Yeah. Bow you know? <laughs> it's like that that breeds that in our community, right? Talking about he riding private, riding coach. Stop it. <laughs> you know? And uh, what so, else? So, uh, nah, let's. Y'all want to keep going? I was gonna ask for some suggestions on on finding a therapist. Um, yeah, I have a few. I have a few. Um, you know, I go to this is one place I go to is Kennedy Krieger. It's over on um, Owens Mills. But also, utilize your job. If you have a job and you're paying out of your paycheck for insurance, call those people. Say, hey, do you, yeah. am I qualified for this? And they'll let you know. I ain't know. I didn't. I didn't know until I actually called. Yeah. I thought that was like an out of an out of pocket expense. Like this is all on you. Like yeah. and that's another thing that you know we're told like therapy's all on you. Like nah. Well, um, I use therapy today. I'm no not therapy today. Psychology today psychology to actually today. Uh, to actually find uh, my therapist. It's based on proximity of where you're at. You actually get to see a full picture. Let me look at it. You actually get to see a, a picture of the of the therapist there. Um, I think in Randallstown there was like. Um, in Randallstown, the the Owens Mills area, there was about thirty. Now, it was it was it hard to find a black one? Um, no, not, not at all. It's not hard. It's to not find, hard at all. But depending on where you're at, and it depends it, on proximity, like yeah, where you're at, location. Yeah. Because in, because for me, it's I, I'm in White Marsh, so yeah, that might be a little pricey. Difficult. So so for for you, Sunny, DD, did you Double go D's. to multiple? Therapist or was your first one? Like, your therapist? first one, the last one, the, the one. Your first um, I got I got very fortunate. Okay. I got very fortunate. So originally, and I wish I could see her name. Like uh, there's a th- therapist, um, black woman, right? Mm-hmm. So I reach out to her, and um, she actually asked me about like my situation, and everything. She was real nice because she was at like I think her niece's recital. She stepped uh-huh. over to the side and then talked to me. It was just like, you know what? Hey, you know, um, are you looking for couples therapy or are you looking for individual therapy? Um, and I said, you know, individual therapy for myself. And then, like, okay, I, I know this, you know, I know a great, great guy's name is, uh, you know, um, Oh my God! I can't believe it. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Cecil Cunningham. Uh, <laughs> Cecil, Cecil Cunningham. Yeah, Cecil. Cecil. <laughs> Cunningham. Uh, right. Cecil sound wise to me. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, but um, you know, I, I like him. I like him a lot. So he. So uh, she referred me to him. Okay. Because you have to understand what type of therapist and what they work with is very important. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. What they typically do, and and hopefully they they. Um, they look out for you and actually direct you to where you need to go because um, you want to kind of get a feel of that. They always are, um, their job is to give you 
probably in that first meeting a breakdown of, you know, how they go about things, you know, how things will go, how they'll ease you into the process. And if you if you want to come back, and this is why also if you if you decide to come back, then you can. If uh, if you don't want to, then you know, no no harm, no foul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then after that, that's when I went, you know, went to see my eligibility as far as my uh, health insurance coverage um, at my job. Um, even if you, you know, some some jobs with high deductibles may have um, what is called a HSA plan in which you can, if you're, if you're willing to, this also spreads to therapy sometimes and to your physical health, doctor's appointments, things like that, in which you can contribute to that plan um, per paycheck. And then that those funds would be used tax-free. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are from your pre-tax dollars, tax-free to actually get you the help that you need, whether it be health or um, physical health or mental health. Yeah, man, that's a good point people should take advantage of. Mm-hmm. And also, if you're going to go, be be serious about it. Like, because they don't know if you're bullshitting. They will call you out on it. I mean, I assume you are. And then also, make sure you get there on time. <laughs> because they, they will tax your ass. I believe that. <laughs> I believe that. I missed two payments. Believe twice. That. <laughs> oh, man. We'll definitely take that into uh, account. Yeah, honey. Overall, it's definitely a good look. Um, I like I said, I said at the beginning, if not all black people, most black people definitely should look into therapy. You will, and I can almost guarantee you will find something about yourself that you did not know prior to going into the session. Looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I hope this is not the last conversation we have about this. You know? I was about to say, and if there's like, yeah, you know, off work, this might, you know, hopefully, might have experiences, might, might have some know? therapy experiences, and. And really, um, for the listeners, man, if y'all have any questions or, you know, conversation that you would like for us to expand on or um, get into, we would definitely be um, open to it. Yeah, open to it and really expand this conversation of mental health and getting the right people here um, to talk about it as well. All right, so uh, we're going to conclude this this episode, this conversation on mental health. Um, not even conclude it, just postpone it for real. We're going to come back to it and uh, really just keep going with it. Um, so let's just let's do a little outro, wrap up. Yo, what's, what's good? How y'all feeling, man? Sunny D? Um, I feel good that we were able to touch on this subject. I felt like it was definitely necessary. Yeah. Um, and I hope that we gave you, the viewing audience or the listening audience, some nuggets to move forward with. And um, as I've stated before, in 2020, we're looking into physical physical health, financial growth, and then mental health and, um, you know, mental uh, readiness and, and also growth. So psychology today. Mm-hmm. That's definitely the site. Dre? Uh, okay, I'm next. Um, Duh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I feel really good about our conversation today. Um, even though I don't, I have, I don't have like formal therapy experience. Yeah. I do feel like I have uh, some pretty decent practices and wellness. Um, and just like Sunny said, we just 2020, we trying to put the whole thing together physically, mentally, financially, um, and then on any other plane that y'all feel like y'all operate on. We're just trying to put it all together and um, take care of ourselves. Really just practice, practice holisticness, I guess is what they call it. So um, that's what I'm on. I like that holisticness. That's definitely a real thing for Just, or just hope for you. 
Stop it, yo. <laughs> I'm just joking, man. And if I, anyway. If, oh, I'm sorry about that. Keep my comments and myself. Yeah, you keep that shit to yourself. Anyway, um, you know, I really, I really like, uh, appreciate the conversation that we had, definitely. Yeah, you um, definitely was the one that uh, wanted these serious conversations. I, I love these serious conversations. So I, I love them. Yeah, this um, is what we need, but, bro. You know, at the end of the day, we said a lot, but look past 2020. Like, whatever you want to do, look past the year. Like, look beyond that point. Because there's always a, a, a point in your life where there's always time for growth. It's always time to learn. Mm-hmm. That's time my, is now, people. Time is now. now. Yeah, and, really. And I guess that um, I just wanted to, like, kind of end on a message um, from Cecil. From Cecil oh, no, Action. Calvin got to give his... Nah, yeah, you can let him finish. Let's see. I'm so what Cecil I'm sorry. No, yeah, yeah, we so, tell us what Cecil dropped. Okay, so one thing... Cecil, one thing, that, man? <laughs> <laughs> one thing that Cecil said, I'm sorry about being so rude, brother. Um, <laughs> he told me to always keep in mind that we are three-part beings. We are mind, body, and spirit. And when you take that in 2020, and as Twan said, moving forward, period, take care of all three to in order to be holistically healthy. Mind, body, and spirit. Yes. I respect that for sure. Nah, this is definitely a needed conversation, um, and I hope that our listeners and each one of us in some type of way took some, some away from that we can just digest and move forward on. I appreciate uh, y'all. Sunny D and Twan for you know saying just opening it up and sharing your experiences with the therapy uh in those sessions. Of course. Yeah. Um, um so I'm just really excited just to keep this conversation going and uh and I will continue to look into uh getting uh getting a therapist for myself now that my insurance is uh is A one. <laughs> so uh yeah man, I really appreciate y'all and we're gonna we're gonna keep these going, yo. Get you a job with benefits. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So outros, man. Um, let's do. Let's shout out some Instagrams. Any any plugs? Any events? What, what, Instagram well, I, first. I'm gonna just do my Instagram. Right. Um, you can find me on IG at underscore uh, Sunny D three. Sunny D three. Damn, I got changed. Yeah, you say something. that every time. Like, shit. <laughs> I, I forgot this part. <laughs> uh, for myself, it's Kelvin. Uh, for now, it's at Kelvin L. Ten. Ashley, man, don't. Right. Th- man, that's not even right, dog. <laughs> don't even worry about it right now. Follow the What's Good Bro podcast. I'm gonna get my shit straight soon, yo. Uh, as far as everything else, man, um, the greatest fraternity of all time, uh, Founders Day is coming up January 9th. Yes, sir. Um, so we'll definitely be out there in D.C. Oh, with, yeah. with the Soul Rolls as well. Um, Scandalous. Chill, son. <laughs> Don't do that. Jesus. <laughs> Damn, bro. Nah, that's how I let everything love, Actually, man. I like that. That's a good song. Yeah. And then, um, <laughs> you know... Uh, Zeta Phi Beta yeah, Sorority Incorporated yeah. You know they're celebrating 100 years mm-hmm. Yeah so it's gonna be A big weekend so. That's the main reason I'm going out there Cause it's their 100 years If mm-hmm. it was any other year I wouldn't be there <laughs> <laughs> 100 years though That's, that's a milestone It is yeah. Welcome to the club Right <laughs> Wow okay. I mean it take time I don't know what that was um, <laughs> For me Y'all <laughs> um, can follow me Instagram uh, At Dre Chills With a Z um, I'm really chilling for January. I made it um a point to kind of just sit back and relax, get my shit together. So um, mm. trying to get back on my routine. Um, 
Word. got a little. I'm. I've made a little book report for myself too. So mm-hmm. I think uh, start January, really focused. Uh, but yeah, that's what's up. Follow me. What you got for me? Oh, shit. Papa Twan, number four. I'm a dad. I ain't got shit else to do. Um, but uh, you can follow me at uh, Papa underscore Twan Fours. Without the S. I just like to say Fools. Um, and that's on my IG for real. Other than that, you know, stay healthy. Lift that mind, body, and spirit. Yes, sir. But don't include them spirits, if you get what or I'm saying. Or do so. We don't have a problem with that. Right. That's, that's, that's your choice. <laughs> in my cup. At the end of the day, just take care of yourself. Yes. That's, that's, Be that's smart. The, the main People. thing about take care of yourself. <laughs> and I do have two shout-outs that I forgot. Um, one, we got to shout-out um, the Impact Hub. Absolutely. We're going to bring yeah, this in, in yeah, the beginning of the episodes from now on. Um, but we got to shout them out for hosting us here in this dope uh, creative space here yeah. in Baltimore. Uh, full of uh, local nonprofits and organ, uh, entrepreneurs who are really doing their thing in the city. Um, and then, secondly, <clears throat> I got to shout out uh, the B Org uh, last year, um, which is us coming up again this year, January. I'd say it's 31st. They're having a sneaker ball. All right, this is a dope ass event. Everybody wearing, you know, dressed up suits, tux, dresses, all that, but you got sneakers on. Extra fly, yo. It's all for um, the B Org, which is a. Um, a youth development uh, woman empowerment organization um, they do a lot of stuff behind um, like coding uh, teaching young girls how to code okay. um, mm. a lot of good resources uh, for young women uh, I really fuck with that what organization I want to say it's the 31st oh, that's uh, a good day it's uh, my birthday oh that's lit yo of, of it's a birthday move yo of January yeah. Yeah. yeah and I went last year yo we were we lit and remember it was fly open bar. Oh, oh no open one. bar. Yeah. Say no more. All I mean, right. tickets, tickets, oh, tickets. They like a hundred dollars. <laughs> Talking about Lido spirits. But <laughs> <laughs> hey, right, got a. Really <laughs> All right, man. But but one love, man. Uh, one love. One love. Uh, we gonna we gonna be back at it again. Back at it again. Yeah, man, um, as always. Follow, like, subscribe. Uh, all our social media pages on Instagram. We at WGB Podcast on YouTube. Just look us up. What's good, bro? Uh, that's really all we're operating on right now. Uh, Apple Podcast, Spotify, anywhere else that you can get your uh, your podcast. But um, yeah, follow us, like, subscribe, listen, um, comment. If you have anything you want us to talk about, hit us in the DMs. We might listen to. We might not. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you got any questions or anything like that you want to add on to our conversations or topics, definitely uh, submit those in, and we can uh, see what we can do. And um, just on the last note, I'm at the point where I'm start rapping. I Google "What's Good, Bro" podcast, and all our shit came up there. Yo. I was like, Damn. "Hey, <laughs> hey!" <laughs> I was like, "All right, that's pretty we dope, are, yo. Yes. That shit is pretty we dope." Now. Real <laughs> shit. Google-able. We live, baby. <laughs> Honestly, yo, our S was an S. SEO <laughs> Our SEO is on, on the one <laughs> Alright until next time man Yes y'all be good Do the right thing Till you gotta do the wrong thing For the right thing Amen. Yo that's gonna be my outro For now that's, on that's, 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 yeah. <laughs> You should get that printed On a shirt hey, yo, I don't know where I heard it from But it was, it was right Let's go Money Money